Club members, I'm Dipsy. And I'm Poe. <laughs> and she's Poe. And welcome back to the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. We just took a Teletubby quiz, and we hope you're having a good day as well. We picked a charcuterie board, and it told us what Teletubby we are. Look up the quiz. It's actually quite insightful. We had a good time. We did. Learned a lot about ourselves. <laughs> and I have a feeling we're going to be learning a lot of something today, because Ariana's in charge, and that always means that school's in on something spooky or weird. Oh, man. I wish I had looked up something fun today but (laughs) oh no it's gonna be bad sad no sad it's a true crime kate i'm bringing the emma energy no you bitch you bitch (laughs) oh you bitch kate knows it's gonna be something horrible whenever i insist on recording my mini first because we record these back to back yeah so i was like i need to go first so we can all decompress (sighs) that makes me so anxious now it's fine. That's why I, I. That's why I forgot to breathe a second ago. I didn't know it was the anxiety. It's anxiety always. Is it like a bad one? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. I okay, would say. Great. Okay. Yeah. Woohoo! All right. Well, um, yeah. Hit me. Make yeah. me feel sad. Okay. I need this. So I'm gonna tell you guys a story. Let me ask you this, Kate. Have you <laughs> seen the documentary on Netflix called American Nightmare? obviously I have stayed far away from titles like that I was so worried you had watched it (laughs) no and this whole thing is just basically me gonna be summarizing that documentary definitely not you're gonna tell me about like some little kids like shoved down like a garbage chute or some sad you know what Ariana you're right I've been too happy lately I need this (laughs) I think you're thinking of American Murder or yeah that one murder next door or something that one's also a great yeah that one did a did a number on me so can't wait for uh, and I watched that like five years ago so let's see how long this one haunts me Kate what are you drinking are you drinking an alcoholic beverage no I'm not this is water this is water without ice because I'm tired of editing out my ice jingly noises (laughs) she learned her lesson I'm gonna be having some lukewarm water as I hear this tale love it all right buckle Mm. the fuck up well, if you guys have Netflix, this is a summary of the documentary called American Nightmare. Dun dun. All right. So the year is 2015. and No, that's so recent. <laughs> she's immediately, she's like, oh, the year makes me sad. <laughs> sad already. Sorry, go ahead. A young 30s physical no. therapist named Andrew Quinn is brought into a police interrogation room. And he tells the police that his girlfriend was kidnapped in their home last night. The police hear him out, but are immediately wanting to know what took him so long to report the kidnapping. Because this is like the following night. They're like, why the fuck are you just coming to us? She was kidnapped in their home? Yes. She was kidnapped in their home. It's the next night and he goes to the police. So this is what Andrew tells the police. He says that he and his blonde girlfriend named Denise are sleeping in their home when they are suddenly awoken by bright flashlights and lasers shining in their face. Oh, my God. And Andrew says that he saw a man wearing a wetsuit, and he's hearing a man's voice telling Denise to tie Andrew's hands behind his back with zip ties. And Andrew also says that they're both forced to wear swim goggles that are blacked out with duct tape. What the fuck? (laughs) aren't you glad we took the teletubby quiz before this god yes 
I'm going to, yeah, you better have a different Teletubby quiz after this. Jesus. Oh my God. Okay. I'm so sorry. So wetsuits. Yeah. Duct taped goggles. Yeah. And zip tied with their hands behind their back. Yeah. Cool. I'm just making sure yeah. that I got all the You got all the details. Straight. So got he, it. he yep. tells the police that he then had headphones placed over his head. Oh my God. And the headphones are playing wind chime sounds. And he said he felt someone take his blood pressure. (gasps) And the man is apologizing to Andrew and tells him that this was all intended for his ex-fiancee, Andrea, and not his current girlfriend, Denise. What the fuck? So Andrew says that he is then forced to drink a mixture of NyQuil and Xanax. And he said that he was threatened to have it administered injectably if he refused. This is, this is a lot. This is a lot. Okay. So then Andrew tells the police that he then woke up on the couch hours later after having fallen asleep from the NyQuil and the Xanax, and he finds red tape on the ground surrounding this couch, and there's a newly installed camera in the corner of the room pointed at the couch and the taped off area. Oh my God. And on the no. coffee table, he sees his phone. So they left his phone there with him. Why is there duct tape? Why? What's going on? <laughs> Wait. So the Andrew tells the police that the first thing he does is check his phone. He finds that he has one voicemail from an unknown number and two new emails. He listens to the voicemail. And the voicemail is a message stating... That the break-in was conducted by a professional group of people whose goal was to collect debts. (gasps) And then the voicemail states that they are watching him through the camera and that if he tries to leave the taped off area or if he calls the police, they will see and they will hurt Denise. What the fuck? (laughs) Kate's shitting her pants. It's great. I'm trying to. I don't think there's a scenario where this ends well. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, so he was forced to drink NyQuil and Xan... That kind of okay. sounds pretty great. I don't know. NyQuil and Zanny? <laughs> uh, I mean, that sounds like a regular Friday it's, night it's to me, sweet. you guys. That's a pretty sweet captor. DEA, we are joking. We are joking. <laughs> We're not joking about that. <laughs> nope. So then he opens the emails on his phone next, and the emails are demanding $15,000 in two payments of 7500 with information about how and where to transfer the money. And Andrew panics and emails them back saying that he can only withdraw like a certain amount at a time and that he needs more time to get the money, but that he'll get it. And he waits for a follow-up email, but he doesn't get a response. What the fuck? I Go find the money. They have your wife. Yeah. Well, he's like, I don't have that kind of money, I guess. And he's like, go find it from other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in a panic, he takes a risk. And leaves the taped off area near the couch to contact the police. So this is where we are now. We're in the police interrogation room. So this is what he tells the police. Well, like, what else is he supposed to do? Like, he yeah. doesn't have the money. I assume that he's not, they're not, because he's just emailing them. Right. And they have Denise. Denise is taken. She's gone. That's horrifying. Yeah. And so now That's he's. his girlfriend? This is his girlfriend, yes. Okay. So the police have Andrew take a lie detector test, which he immediately fails. Well, those are, they don't work, right? Like, they don't work. Yes, exactly. Ugh. 
Don't agree to do those, you guys. You can agree to do them, but they're really easy to fucking pass. And also they'll lie to you and tell you you failed it when you did it. And it's just a manipulation tactic. Hey, uh, I've I've heard that lawyers say don't take them. Yeah, because it is a manipulation. It's manipulation. They'll be like, oh, you failed when really it was inconclusive or you passed just so they can like be like, well, you failed and now we're going to use this against you. And then you could be like, okay, I confess, you know. So how do you feel about this guy, Kate? Do you feel like he's believable? None of this is believable, but like crazy shit happens all the time. Like when you were describing that, I can think of a bunch of like other serial killers that have done similar shit. So this documentary definitely is like the police don't believe him because he's saying insane shit, right? It's pretty incredulous. I think for me, it's the claiming that there's a professional debt collector organization. (laughs) That's that's the weird part. Yeah. Like if it had been like just no motive, I'd be like, that makes sense. I heard this statistic once and I feel like I've mentioned it before on the pod, but 95% of the time, when a woman is killed, it's by yeah. the man that is closest to them in their life, whether that's their yeah. significant other, their dad, their brother, their uncle. Like, it's always a yeah. man that's the closest to them. And then the other 5% of the time, it's by some other rando man who targets oh them for legit no reason. So basically, if you're a woman, the chances of being killed by your man are low, but never zero. Never zero. Oh, my God. Me and Will were talking today and... We were talking about like, he was like, oh, something about like him wanting to give him like power of attorney or something. And I was like, I don't want you to kill me and then take all my shit. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> nice try. Nice try. <laughs> Close. You almost got me there. <laughs> yeah. Your blood would have been splattered all over the wall before you knew Stupid. it. I'm like, Sign I'm not nothing. falling for don't that. Sign a thing. Not falling for that. <laughs> yeah. Nick, Nick wanted to put me on his life insurance policy. You're like, it's like automatically through work. Yeah. And like, I immediately was suspicious. I've been with him for 10 years. (laughs) He's the love of my life. But like, you know, why Why you why you want me on that? (laughs) And he's like, so you can buy a casket if I die. It's not a big (laughs) deal. I'm like, no, I'm not. You're like, no, I'm not falling for that one. No. Nice try. Sleep with one eye open. I mean, Ted Bundy had like a serious girlfriend with a child like John Wayne Gacy had. I'm pretty sure a wife and he was out there raping boys and shit. I mean, they all have secret lives, right? And you never know. Like, you, they talk to these women afterwards. And she's like, I didn't know. And it's like, okay. I need someone to check my blood pressure right now. <laughs> it's just so weird. Suspicious. We learn a little bit more about Andrew and Denise's relationship. They're both physical therapists. So both of them. And they work in the same practice as Andrew's ex-fiance, Andrea. The one who Ugh. they said this was all for. And the night that Denise was supposedly kidnapped, they had had a big fight because Denise had found text conversations on Andrew's phone of him telling Andrea that he still had feelings for her. I mean, yeah. Like, why are you all working together? That's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Yes. Go work at a different clinic. <laughs> ex No, I know. That because sucks. you're doing this shit. You know what I mean? That sucks. To work at the same Men. fucking practice as your ex-fiance uh-huh. and his new No, girlfriend. I would quit. That like, sucks. you should quit. That's terrible. Yeah. Leads to bad things. Yeah. So the police ask Andrew if he had been cheating on Denise. And he says that he felt as though he was emotionally cheating. Okay, sure. So, yes. <laughs> the police are obviously suspicious of Andrew and... They're worried that he killed Denise, obviously, and that he's making up this incredulous story as a cover-up. So he hires a lawyer. No man would say emotionally cheating. (laughs) He's like, I guess it was emotionally cheating. No, shut the fuck up. (laughs) How many times? Where? (laughs) So 
It gets weirder. Oh, no. So the next day, a reporter from a big newspaper gets directly emailed a soundbite from an anonymous source. And the soundbite is of Denise's voice <gasps> calmly saying that she is alive. And she also states some details of a current event from the news that had just happened so that we all know this is to not a pre-recorded it. soundbite. Right. Exactly. And that's sent to the press. What the fuck? How have I not heard of this? And she sounds calm as fuck. She sounds like normal in this soundbite. Very weird. So the newspaper reporter takes the soundbite to the police, obviously. And the detectives are like really fucking confused. Oh, my God. I cannot even imagine being the detective on Dude, I know. So then 36 hours later, Denise is found fully alive (gasps) and apparently unharmed 400 miles away, wandering through her hometown of Huntington Beach in Southern California. And she just like walks up and just like enters her parents home there's like a security footage of her just like calmly walking down the street and just like going into her parents house what the fuck very crazy so let's all remind everybody that this is a story from 2015 and (sighs) six months prior to this the movie gone girl came out oh no and if you're not familiar with gone girl oh no gone girl is a movie where a woman disappears and she like frames her husband for murder. You're joking. Oh my God. So the police hold a press conference and they're bashing Denise for taking time and resources from the department that could have been used to help real victims. And there's a direct quote from the press conference. Um, Here it is. Mr. Quinn and Miss Huskins have plundered valuable resources away from our community Devoting all of our resources 24 hours a day in a wild goose chase is a tremendous loss. It's disappointing. It's disheartening. The fact that we wasted all these resources for nothing, it's upsetting. Oh, wow. So they immediately, like, no one believes her. I guess why would they? But Right. They're not, like, they dropped the investigation entirely? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The police are immediately like, this is, this is gone, girl. Like, we know this is made up. We rented this yesterday. Nice try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah someone's making shit up and that's either her or him or both we don't know but the media gets a hold of this story and it's like a national story and they call denise huskins the real life gone girl and they refer to her story as the gone girl's kidnapping hoax which i remember when this happened like i don't remember like getting into it but i do remember her face and i remember them saying like the word hoax like i remember her being like oh wow a hoax and them like comparing it to gone girl but like crazy national news where does the boyfriend come into play right exactly so now we get police footage of their interrogation of denise so now we get to hear denise's side of the story i love it i do love a good interrogation oh my god it's insane so this is her story as she's telling the police of like what went down what happened to her Mm -hmm. so she tells them that she was woken up by a flashlight and lasers shining in her face. She says that she's told to tie up Andrew and then blacked out swim goggles were placed over her head as well as headphones playing wind chime sounds and that she's forced to drink NyQuil and Xanax. Oh my God. And then she is picked up and placed in the trunk of a car and the car is started and she 
is smart, right? She's like a physical therapist. So she's like very educated, very smart. She's like, I'm going to remember all these details. She specifically remembers thinking that the sound of the engine sounded like a Mustang's engine. Oh my God. And she's trying to... I'd never... I would die in... I I could never. (laughs) Now I have to start studying engine sound. Perfect. (laughs) So she tries to keep track of like how many left and right turns they make so that she can remember the location in case she survives. Exhausted from Zanny Benadryl or whatever she drank. And eventually she loses track and she falls asleep because of the NyQuil and Xanax. Right. So she's in the trunk right now. She said she's woken up sometime later. She has no idea how long later. And she's led into a house. She's still like blindfolded, right? And then placed on a bed. And she tells the police that she could hear, like, French pop music playing from the other room. What the fuck? What the fuck? Creepy shit. What the fuck? Yeah. And then she hears a man's voice and recognizes it as her abductor. He tells her that they have to record a soundbite for proof of life. And he tells her about a current event that she has to talk about so they know what day it's recorded. And after she records the soundbite, She's left alone for a while. So she was just being very calm. She was frozen, I think, which is a common trauma response. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, plus, she had been drugged. You're talking about why the sound bite sounded so yeah, calm. Yeah. yeah. She had been drugged. Reportedly, yeah. she had been drugged. Yeah. So an undetermined amount of time later, she says the abductor comes back. He tells her that they that he has bad news for her. And he says that because Andrew has not paid her ransom, they have to have sex. <gasps> oh, my God. What the fuck? Ew. I know. Ew. Uh, he no. also said he's going to videotape it as blackmail <gasps> content to be released on the Internet in case she and or Andrew decide to go to the police. That's just, just, just OK. Super fucked. I'm angry now. Same. That's really fucked up. So then she says that he rapes her and she describes her demeanor as like totally mentally detached as most rape victims describe, you know, their their experience. Um, She says it's like an out of body experience. And unfortunately, a few hours later, he returns and says he needs better footage. Oh, my God. Because he said that on the video, it didn't seem consensual enough. (gasps) I know. Ew, 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 ew. I know. Okay. So this is her telling the police this. So once the police hear this, they recommend a rape kit. And so she goes to the hospital to get a rape kit. And the rape kit shows evidence of recent intercourse, but no external DNA, like he used a condom or whatever. Um, And then it also does not show any evidence of forced intercourse, like cervical bruising or external trauma. So there's evidence that she had sex, but no evidence of true, like, forced rape i guess okay trauma okay so we're back in the interrogation so a little while Mm -hmm. after he has sex with her she says that he shows her a video of her dad that had been played on the news so this was like a video of her dad saying hang on (gasps) like keep fighting like we know you're still out there like we're looking for you like keep fighting and Her abductor slash rapist tells her that this footage on the news moved him emotionally and that he plans to take her back and return her home. 
the fuck? But that he's worried about dropping her off at home since the police are all looking for her in that area. And he says that he plans to drop her off in her hometown near where the video of her dad was filmed. This is what she says. She says her rapist feels bad, has a change of heart, and drops her off in her hometown, like where she grew up in Southern California, 400 miles from where she was abducted. What the fuck? So 400 miles is a long distance. That's like the full length of California. Like I'm pretty sure she was abducted in like Palo Alto area. And then she shows up 400 miles south of that, which is crazy. Got a lot of questions. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. That they'll get answered. I know. So he leads her to the car. This feels like made up. Absolutely insane. I know. And she says she remembers seeing part of the car and says it's a white car. So she like identifies the color of the car and she remembers that. And then he drops her off on the side of the road a few blocks from the house where she grew up in Huntington Beach, California. Okay. So Hmm. the police at this point are like, what the actual fuck? They have (laughs) no concrete evidence that any of this happened. They continue to maintain that this was all orchestrated by either Denise or Andrew or both and the national media continues to call this like the gone girl hoax but she's still she's still giving she's still holding that she's like this is what happened yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay so a few days later the same reporter that was sent the proof of life recording soundbite receives another anonymous email I hope they're paying attention to this you know like screening this shit right exactly and the subject of this email is quote stop calling denise a liar (gasps) oh my god this is not looking good (laughs) and in the body of the email is a full tirade about how the police should believe denise because she's telling the truth about being kidnapped and in the email there are photos (gasps) That are photos of guns and flashlights and lasers that the sender claims were used in the kidnapping. What the fuck? <laughs> I, it's just like you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like that would be dumb. Yeah. No kidding. That? Like in what universe <laughs> would the kidnapper be like, oh, my God, the victim's not being believed. <laughs> Let me set this shit straight. Like what? Look at my gun. Obviously. What the, the fuck? fuck? What the fuck? Okay, so cut to... The fuck? (laughs) Cut to a few weeks later. There's a 911 call from a woman. She says that she's in her house hiding because a man broke into the house. And she says that her husband is currently physically fighting the man and that they need, like, police ASAP. The police arrive at the house and the husband's fine. He successfully ran off the intruder and there's evidence of, like, a physical altercation. Wow. And they find the intruders like he left his cell phone as well as uh, tape and zip ties. (gasps) So they find all of this shit and they were worried that because there was a 17 year old girl in the house with her parents, they were worried he was going for the 17 year old girl in the house. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So using the intruder's cell phone, they're able to track the intruder to a small cabin in the woods and when they get to the cabin, oh my God. they find a white Mustang <gasps> and a blow-up doll in the trunk of the car. Stop it right now. No. They find a blacked-out pair of swim goggles <gasps> with a blonde hair on it. 
And they also find a bunch of toy guns that were painted black to look like real guns. And they have flashlights and lasers. And it all looks exactly like the ones that were sent in the email to the press. What the fuck? Who is this guy? So they obviously test this blonde hair and it matches Denise. Oh my God. (laughs) Retribution. So they were telling truth all along. So Denise. Fucking Denise. So we find out that this guy is a former Marine. He is a Harvard law educated immigration attorney. What the fuck? Who had been like recently disbarred for like some sketchy shit he did with a green card. What the fuck? And he was sentenced to 40 years in prison. <gasps> so he gets to go to he gets to go to prison. Bye. Oh, my God. Wait. So nobody <laughs> died. OK. Nobody dies. Nobody fucking died. And we finally believe the victim. OK. Oh, my God. So that really fucking happened. That's why Andrew and Denise sue the police department for defamation. Thank God. And they received two point five million dollars. Oh, my God. Yes. And good for you. they're married now and they have two daughters. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like a true crime story that's like... That's the perfect true crime story. Like, it ends happy. He gets caught. Ugh. Like, a crime... There has to be... It's not, like, perfect. Like, there has to be something criminal going on that's going to make me sad. But as far as... Right. I'm just impressed with mom. (laughs) Way to go, Denise. I know. Very impressed. Very impressed with her. I don't know. If If that had happened to me, this bizarre, crazy shit, and the police were, like, publicly calling me, like, a liar. Yeah. I don't know. I would go crazy. You should watch a documentary now that you know it's like a nice ending because really the documentary is about the police not believing them. That well, yeah, when you were telling the story, I'm like, I'm so sorry. So the investigation is over. Why? <laughs> like, I, I was always because they just thought it was too, too much. The police tapes of the interrogation are infuriating because you can oh tell. I'm sure how quickly they have made up their mind when they're interrogating Andrew and Denise. It's like horrible to watch you're just like oh my god and she talks about her like survival mentality when she was abducted and how she was like not even considering even remotely that she would have to face this shit when she was released no oh my god no of course like she was like I just need to get home and when she got home she was so happy and then this nightmare happened like yeah just kept going crazy Okay, so now I'm going to decompress because this is, I wrote down my thoughts on this, like, oh, what the fuck? What did we learn from this? What the fuck? So I think the problem is that we have this foundation of, you know, the idea that perpetrators are innocent until proven guilty, right? Okay, that's great. Sure. But I feel like this frequently comes at the expense of victims not being believed until there's concrete evidence. Like, I feel like that's the downside, is people yes. being like, you need to prove this happened. We aren't going to take you at your word and then do the work to prove it. We're going to put it on you. The culture should be that we believe victims even before we have found the proof. And then we should do our best to look for the proof. And this is something that just blows my mind every time. It's like, what do these victims have to gain by this lie that's what i'm saying like this isn't like a massive issue that's going on you know what i yeah. mean and that's people like, act like it is it's incredibly insane like if we're all going to be logical about it let's look at it from both sides like what do they physically have to gain by coming forward usually nothing and they usually have everything to lose <laughs> yeah it's like what exactly. the fuck and also the media's unabashed exploitation of 
victims for the sake of just like sensationalism and ratings. Oh, yeah. Just like no fucks given. These are humans. These are people. No, not to them. It's insane. Numbers. How detached they are from that. Oh, it's money. It's money to them. It's just like really evil, honestly. Yeah, that's why that's why I can't handle a lot of true crime stuff is because sometimes it feels almost like indulgent because of the news specifically. That's why I like the Netflix documentaries because I do think that they do a good job of like presenting it from the victim's side. You feel like you're empowering yourself and understanding humanity and fuck the police. Holy shit. Oh my God, I know. I was listening to that shit today. I was listening to fucking NWA today on my way here. And I do think that a big part of this is like the story was very incredulous. Like I understand how there was that disconnect, but I think the moral of the story is like, I don't think we should expect these crazy psycho rapist kidnappers to behave in a way that you or I would behave because they're crazy psycho rapist kidnappers. So if they want to send an email to the press and be like, look, I actually did this. That's insane. But also they do that shit because they're fucking weird and crazy. And they're not normal in their brain. I also think it's hilarious that the crazy psycho rapist had more empathy for Denise and how she was being bashed than the public than did. literally the police in the national media he was like believe her you know it's just really sad I, compl- I forgot about that part of it holy shit yeah like this horrific villain of a person yeah this evil man still was better still to was Denise. more empathetic i know you know this kate but obviously you know the statistics on rape culture one in six american women have been the victim of attempted or completed sexual assault. One in six. One in six. Like, I always think about, like, how many women do you know? How many women are you friends with on social media? You know, do you follow on Instagram? One in six of those women. Yeah. These are American women, too. This isn't other countries. This is, like, our country. How many rapists and attempted rapists are just walking free? Oh, yeah. Because of violence against women is not taken seriously. It's really hard to come forward, hence the Me Too movement. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing. It's like this scenario was not only a white woman, but a very educated white woman who was Mm -hmm. trying really hard to remember details to help the police. And she had a white man who was also backing her up and saying this is legit what happened exactly the same as what she said and it's like what do you need to believe her you know what i mean like what what else is there what yeah what else what else do you need the literal kidnappers emailing you pictures of his weapons it's just insane like i just feel like the problem is the default should be to believe victims the default should not be proved yes correct to me it should be i believe you i will find the proof to get the justice. Again, violence against women, not taken seriously. The literal kidnappers oh, no. emailing you pictures of the weapon. And the people in Southern California, the police department in Southern California, they actually figured out that if they had looked into like the IP address of the people that were the anonymous emails that were coming in with pictures. That's what I was saying. They would have been able to trace it to where she was being held. That's why I was being so, like you keep saying emails and like they're anonymous. I'm like, yeah, they're anonymous, but like you can track that shit. Huge piece of evidence. Yeah. And to get another one at the same station where you already got the previous one. Like, but I am, I am happy that that guy is behind bars. I'm happy he got arrested. I'm happy that they have a good life. Club members, we will always believe you. Just so you know, we will believe you. Always believe the victim. That should be your default. 
and be nice to women. Go do something nice to a woman today. <laughs> yeah. And stop killing your significant others, please. Please stop. Okay. It's <laughs> can you not? Can you not though? We just want buy us flowers. Don't kill us. Don't kill us. That's all we ask. Thanks. Please. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I'm not gonna sleep tonight. Well, um, thank you so much for that. You're welcome, Kate. I know you love true crime. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it felt so good. This is great. Yeah. I feel great. My heart feels great. And my blood. Why did he check the blood pressure? I got to go look at this documentary. Dude, All right. it's an insane documentary. I got to look at it. There's so many details I left out. Like, it's so complex. <gasps> go watch okay. it. It's on Netflix. American no. Nightmare. Okay, I will. All right. American Nightmare. Okay, terrible. Well, I'm going to go um, probably watch that uh, <laughs> and not sleep tonight. You guys stay spoopy. Stay spoopy.